Before we start this episode, I want to give a huge thank you to everybody who's taken the time out to listen to this podcast. I'm having an absolute blast sitting down with these amazing people and sharing our stories. One way that you can help me and the podcast is by writing a review or giving us a five-star rating. It's my goal to get these expansive conversations out to as many people as possible, and I realize that you guys play a huge role in that. So thank you guys for your continued support, and without further ado, here's the episode. Welcome to Opening Presence, the podcast about creative self-realization. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining me. In today's episode, I sit down with Emery Barnes. He's a brand marketer and photographer. This conversation is extremely unique because this was actually the first time we've met in person. Like many episodes prior, our friendship began on Instagram. We met up this morning at Deadstock Coffee and then walked around downtown Portland taking photos. Emery told me he was moving to New York City in a couple of weeks, so I thought it was only right to record this episode upon introduction and lay down the foundation for our new friendship. this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Now, without further ado, welcome to Opening Presence. Today we have a special run and gun episode, guerrilla warfare in the streets of Portland, just how I like it. Uh, today we have a very special guest. He goes by the name of Emery Barnes. How are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. It's been a, a pretty solid morning. Yeah, man. Um, woke up, hit you up, got some coffee, got some matcha, took a little walk, and I think after, what, an hour, we're kind of just like, let's do it. Yeah, for sure. Well. For sure, yeah. like We connected on Instagram a few weeks ago or so. And then just decided to link up for coffee. We went up to Deadstock. Shout out to Deadstock. And this is our first time meeting in person. Walked around, shot some photos, kind of just talked about a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, but a life. lot of it's, yeah, a lot of it's kind of uh, similar to all the conversations that I have on this podcast. Is just about like the things that we're learning along the way and like learning how to actually like implement the things that we're learning and and making our I guess our work lives, our relationships, and everything kind of have a little bit of coherence and, and intention behind them. Yeah. Um, no, I think, again, like I, we touched on a lot of points. I think first I want to talk about it. It's just a beautiful thing of how we've been able to connect. I think given quarantine, um, there's a lot of people that have struggled just to find community. I think that's what's really cool about how Aaron and I linked up is that um, Portland obviously is very small, but in a way I feel like we are separate. Um, we could have been doing our same thing, same routine and not at even cross paths. Um, so I think there's something really cool about that, but, um, yeah, I think there was just something about Aaron where, um, I liked what he was doing. Um, something really like it drew me in. Um, and I think it's really cool that we were just able to link up 
Um, so first and foremost, appreciate you having me. On, no, on the show. thank you. No, I'm I'm glad that that the message resonates and that you were able to take that that extra step to like reach out because like yeah. a lot of the times it's so much easier just to sit back and just yeah. be fans of one another and like yeah. kind of just be okay with the image that we've created in our heads with per, with said person like yeah. like I even created an image of in my head of like who you were I was right. like I was like oh he's that wide and he's just doing his thing nah, jet setting nah, over nah. here just <laughs> just shooting Michelob Ultra nah, <laughs> commercials and stuff but 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 it's so nice to actually like get past that that delusion in a sense that we all create with ourselves and and not settle with that separation it's like we settle for the separation that low-hanging fruit of of mental image over the real thing and and once we really connect with the real thing we can dive so much deeper and 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 actually like like i said before like invest in in this relationship and invest in partnerships and see where things can go because like this is just like the beginning of experiences that are gonna be in the future and this is laying the groundworks for it and having the willingness to it is like the first step it's the first step and i think that's why so I know that we connected. I think it was back when I did. Uh, it was a panel with Marmoset, and I think we initially linked up then. And um, at the time, I was leaving for New York. Um, not a specified time, but I think it was just one of those things that what Aaron said. It was like, oh, like this is someone I know through IG, etc. Um, but then I think it was a week ago he had reached out to me, and I I was looking back at the messages. I was like, okay, like I had made the comment that we should actually link up when I'm back in town. Um, and I was actually sitting on that DM from you for a minute because I was like, oh, like, I have two weeks left in Portland. Is it something that I actually, like, want to follow through with? But I'm like, the, you don't know what you're going to learn from someone by just meeting up with them. And I think something drew me to you in a way of, like, you know what, I'm going to make time to actually reach out. And I mm. think that's what's beautiful of it is because, again, like, we could have had this relationship strictly off of social media like I have an idea of who he is he has an idea of who I am Um, but just to take it a step further and actually dive deeper um, and really realize we have a connection beyond what we initially just saw Mm -hmm. um, and be able to just talk about things that I think one is black men like um, a lot of people just don't get an opportunity to do as well Um, but I think the second layer of it is like within the creative industry I mean the um, what Aaron alluded to is like there's things I'm going to learn from him there's things he can learn from me and even that we're switching cities um, just to be able to start a foundation and have that relationship grow down the road is something really special mm-hmm. yeah it definitely is and I think the the fact that you are moving cities like I had this very similar thing with like my best friend Steph who was also at White Inn too and she just moved back home to Chicago as mm-hmm. well shout and, out Chicago yeah yeah shout out to Chicago May. but like <laughs> But, like, I'm, like, oh, that's a part of, like, that's a part of, like, the journey for me, too. Because, like, having the intention of wanting to be, like, a multi-city creative and to take in the energies and and learn from the people that are, like, born and raised in certain different places. It's nice to have, like, kind of, like, pseudo roots in those cities now that it's, Mm -hmm. like, I can learn from the the foundations that you have cultivated within those cities. And, And for me as an outsider, like 
coming to a new place and still feeling like home because the people that I've attracted into my life like are, are expanding into mm-hmm. their own uh their own pursuits and it's like i'm super happy that that you're going back and then going to new york yeah. and then that's there's something really special about it too. And i think it's just the community that you build is even that you're switching cities um me now going to chicago i know i now have a home in portland um mm-hmm. so if i ever were to come back i i know i can hit up aaron and i know i can hit up um all the people that i've been able to meet just in under, under my two years here um, but at the same time as when i'm in new york there's people that i've built relationships with um that i haven't even met yet but i think it's something special because when i actually get there there's already going to be a foundation and just the way that communities work it's that i know now aaron he comes to new york he can then meet people that i know and then we just cultivate um this great group of people yeah yeah that's an interesting process because like a lot of the times growing up like i would seek like approval within groups of people that I didn't truly resonate with. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, like, whoever's around is yeah. essentially who you're trying to, like... And it felt like it was a fight my whole entire life, just trying to be cool, trying to be friends. But it was, like, at the end of the day, like, I didn't know who I was, so I didn't know what to look for. And the work that I've done on myself kind of, like, narrowed down the vision of, like, who are the types of people that I want to spend time around. It's, like, the people that are that are always looking for what's next and, and inspired to create something new that doesn't exist and, and uh, having those those conversations that 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 place us in a place that that we're always ready to grow and learn and, and not settle like the settling yeah. the element of settling is something that kind of goes contrary to who I am yet I've been settling my whole entire life mm-hmm. with the types of people that I that I held closest to me so mm-hmm. watching that that transition and you alluding to when I go to New York and it's like, like, no, this is happening. Like, yeah. like I'm going to be in New York. Hopefully by that time, my brother will be living there too. Mm-hmm. But like definitely getting both of you guys in contact and mm-hmm. like watching your guys' relationship blossom. Cause he, my mm-hmm. brother's dope as fuck too. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Oh, like we're planting the seed now. Mm-hmm. And we have, I guess when we're in alignment, we just know shit's just going to happen. Like there doesn't have to be like that scarcity, like, Oh my God, like what if this, da, da, da. like I don't have time for the, the what ifs anymore because mm. there's been enough proof of concept of living your life. This certain way produces these certain results of yeah. just alignment. So like when I met you and we just started talking for five minutes, I was like, Oh, like he gets it. I can mm-hmm. just let my guard down and mm-hmm. we can just go in now mm-hmm. and, and learning to trust that through our intuition Whereas too in the past it was like oh like I needed somebody to validate what I was feeling now yeah. it's just like I can trust it, you know. Yeah, I think there's something really interesting to that because I I think I struggled with the same thing too growing up. It's when you're in the city that you grew up in, and I think like for example high school, um, you can't really choose the group that you're with. Um, a lot of it is just based on the environment of where your parents are and this high school that you go to. Um, and your friend group is very limited. So I think for me, I struggled because I naturally gravitated towards people, um, like I said, that were just within proximity of me. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't until college, and I'd even say after college, where you start to develop your own identity and understand what you like, what you don't like, the type of people that you associate with. I'm, I'm a huge advocate that your energy and your environment, um, in, in a way, they intersect. Um, who you surround yourself with is who you become at the end of the day. 
Um, and I felt like in high school, I really didn't get an opportunity to really understand myself um, because my environment was forced. Um, so I think what's been really awesome about moving to Chicago and then coming to Portland is that I didn't have any baggage, nor did I have a community in Portland. Mm. Um, I had to create it myself. But I think what's really special about that is that I was able to really dive into what I like. We talked about this earlier. It's like, um, where do I get my energy from? Um, I always thought myself to be a very extroverted person, but I've realized that I'm actually a social introvert. Um, so especially with quarantine, I've been able to get a lot of my energy just from being by myself and understanding what I like, even when it comes to like what time I want to wake up. Um, because certain times I really like, I feel like I'm more rested versus I'm a little bit lethargic. Um, so that's what's been really cool. Like I feel like I've been able to tap into myself and I think just within Portland is really tap into the people that I aspire to be like someone like you that I've seen. And, um, we have mutual friends and I think, I saw something special of like, there's a deeper connection and you kind of alluded to it already. Like within five minutes, I'm like, this is someone I can vibe with. Like, I mean, no bullshit. It's like, there was immediate connection there. Um, so I think as you grow older within life, you start to realize who are the types of people that you want to surround yourself with. Um, and I think you're, you start to become a little bit more selective um, on who you're spending time with. I think when it comes to energy, who you're putting energy towards. Um, and naturally it's like, um, you can be picky and choosy, but I think that's what's really cool because it's your life at the end of the day, and it's up to you to choose. Yeah, who you want to realize with. that there is a choice. Like, yeah, I, I, I think a lot of people feel like they don't they don't have a choice. It's exactly, like you don't get to choose who your family is. Yeah, and, and I think that mindset kind of carries over into a lot of different compartments in our lives. Like we don't have a choice that we are working at this place that we don't want to be, and mm -hmm. that. I'm with this wife that I do. Yeah. Like, I don't have a choice anymore. We have kids and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. There are different varying like levels of, uh, I guess, victimhood that mm. we all kind of like assume with our within ourselves and in learning how to uh, choose to to choose something different that aligns with who we are is like super important. Yeah, and I think it's just the you mentioned choice, and I think it comes down to just exposure to that. There's more in the world. I think again, like within high school, you're in this certain bubble. Um, but once you start to open up those bubbles and realize, okay, the world is bigger now. And I think um, with Portland, that's what really excited me because it is this new world that I've never been to and no one knows me. Mm -hmm. um, so I can really do the things that I want to do. And it's been amazing just to be able to see like who I've become, who I've been able to meet up with. Um, and as you continue to grow these bubbles, you're exposed to different perspectives and different walks of life. Um, and I think ultimately, the more exposure you have to different environments, the more um, I think you can understand yourself, which ultimately leads to more satisfaction within your life. Yeah. Um, just because, again, like if you're within a certain bubble, you're not as self-aware. You've only seen one side of life where you've been able to travel and have these conversations with different people. You now understand, OK, what is it that makes Emery happy? What is it that makes Aaron happy mm -hmm. at the end of the day? Yeah, a lot of the times that's a privilege too, like yeah. the ability to break free of the conditioning mm -hmm. or like the the bubble and break out of that. And it's yeah. like, I guess I guess a, a kind of like a one of the mainstays of this of having these conversations is to help other people get outside of their bubbles and their like self limiting thinking as a person who ha still has plenty of self limiting beliefs, but like mm -hmm. making like like 
crazy, or I don't want to say crazy, but just like big, like big uh, statements. That's like I gotta, I gotta walk into these statements now. Yeah. Like I can't just like not walk the walk after I talk the talk. So mm-hmm. it's like creating conditions in which it forces me, and 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 being an example of that, like, mm-hmm. like that's kind of like how I feel like my what my purpose is. But like it's it's tough getting over. Um, our conditioning and our and our self-limiting beliefs but mm-hmm. like the fact that there is a way mm-hmm. is something that that we all need to share and like kind of like tap each other it's like it doesn't have to be this way it doesn't yeah. have to be that way like you can create exactly what you want to create and here's the way it's mm-hmm. tough it kind of hurts sometimes but there is definitely a way yeah and i think the important thing too to recognize is that everyone is on their own pace um, I think for me, like I said, I've had a lot of great experiences, a lot eye-opening experiences that have allowed me to mature and really understand um, who I am as a person very early on. Um, and I understand everyone's not like that. Everyone, again, doesn't have the opportunity to travel and be exposed to these different things. But I think the first step is if you can really find a way to make yourself self-aware and realize what are things that I would want to do and really understand in the world um, and then slowly start chipping away and making it an effort to do it. Um, I think with anything in life, it's not an overnight effort. Um, if you really want to see progress within anything, um, it takes continual chipping in it. Mm -hmm. Um, just knowing that you can do it and you have a support system around you too is key. Mm -hmm. So let's take a little segue. Where did you grow up and where did you like learn this perspective that you have gained? Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm originally from suburbs of Chicago, um, Naperville, Illinois. Um, yeah, I think, like I said, I was, I was very fortunate from my childhood growing up, um, two-parent household, Christian household, um, was able to just navigate certain things in my life. And I think it really wasn't until college where I really un- tried to understand um, myself. And we talked about it a lot, too. I, I dabbled a little bit with psychedelics, and I think that's really key. Shout out to the psychedelic. <laughs> yeah, thing. no, I mean, I think, it, like, again, like, it is a really eye-opening thing, like, um, I can kind of talk about my journey. Um, so with MDMA, that's the first I started. I think at its core, that really opened my eyes to connection and peace and unity and just love for another person. I feel like for me in high school, I was very reserved and it got me out of my comfort zone um, and just allowed me to think like, I, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. I don't have to worry about what other people think. And I think it's like, if you've dabbled with it, you understand like at a concert or a festival, like you're dancing and you're doing all these things and you just don't care what other people have to think. And I think um, as a metaphor, um, that's kind of how I lived my life. It's like, if this is what's important to me, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to worry about what other people have to think um, because at the end of the day, it's something that I feel passionate about. Um, and then I think again with LSD, with that, um, it really opened my eyes um, to really see myself from someone else's shoes is the first time I remember I was I want to say 19 at the time um and I was riding my bikes with my friends and we sat outside this grocery store parking lot it was the first time in the trip I was by myself and I stepped outside my body for a second and really saw myself from someone else's shoes so for example how you see me across the table that was Mm -hmm. the first time I was able to step outside um and see myself from someone else's point of view. Um, and I remember I had this crazy vision, you can call me pretty weird for it. I saw myself in an interview where I was you know, kind of like a bird's eye view of mm-hmm. me talking with the interviewer and him asking me questions. And I was able to like really anticipate what he was gonna say and what 
that person um, wanted to hear and how I was going to respond. Um, and when I snapped back in my body, it just gave me the sense of self-awareness. Um, and from there, I've been able to take that and really excel within everything that I've done in my life. Mm. Um, so I, I owe a huge tribute to that as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember, like, like I used, like, ecstasy and stuff when I was, like, in, like, college. And just, like, it was more, yeah. like, party-centric. Yeah. And, of course. But it's, like, great conversations on, yeah. <laughs> on it and stuff. For, and, like, for real. since like cooled down a whole lot because i was kind of like in like the like when like the whole edm mm-hmm. scene type of thing but i never i i still liked rap music over yeah over that music i was like i'd rather listen to rap than, yeah and, and the two worlds usually don't collide yeah they don't they yeah. don't but i was kind of like in my own like little bubble of of listening to rap and rolling but since then like obviously like calm down never really done a ton of mdma just like pure mdma but mm. like I did LSD for the first time in 2018 and it was the first time I had like a really, really like intentional mm-hmm. like experience. Like it was my brother's birthday. We were in Joshua tree. I had never done, amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'd never done LSD before. And like, we had like a, like he had rented like speakers and DJ set up like, like dope DJs the whole nine, like in yeah. the whole scene. Like yeah. we had the mountains behind us and the sun coming down. And I had a beautiful experience, uh, like where the whole sky opened up and I just saw the interconnection of everything. And it was mm-hmm. like, like visualize like the things that I, that I had thought were, were there, but like not like articulated like visually or experientially and just yeah. creating that, uh, reverence for the moment. And like, yeah, it was just, it was like a, like a little bit after like my mother passed too. So it was very like this, like, really meaningful experience in the desert and and i had a moment with like a i was walking kind of like alone in the dark and Mm -hmm. i was just kind of just like pacing along and i was kind of like lost and then like i was looking at my feet and just walking and then i look up and it's like a big joshua tree right in front of me and i was just like i was kind of like searching for home and i Mm -hmm. found home within the middle of the desert by myself and i felt protected by this tree and those those are the types of like connected experiences of knowing that we are this this whole experience is a lot bigger than just like our individual instinctual need for validation or for for success and and like it it prompts us to step into the bigger questions and Mm -hmm. to to engage with our whys and and reflect in real time as we move throughout the life so to step away from the ego identified reality that we all are captive to and that we are all being sold every single day with the media we're taking in with the food we're eating to Mm -hmm. to minimize our contributions or minimize our own divinity like it's so necessary to have those those experiences uh brought on by natural or unnatural substances but going Mm -hmm. into it with uh, a level of intention can really like open ourselves up to the perspective that we may not get like if we if we're not blessed to like travel all the time Mm -hmm. because it's like a very similar thing that we can have in more isolated uh Mm -hmm. uh experiences yeah the intention behind it is key and like i said this isn't a podcast of course to endorse it but um i support it and i think the reason behind it is that it's your own journey at the end of the day and i think for me there are certain things that i had wanted to work through and understand more about myself Mm. um so going into it um even just writing down questions i remember like 
um, just writing down certain topics of like, this is what I'd want to think about when I'm on it. Um, or this is something that I'm going to revisit a topic. Um, and I think for me, it was really just trying to understand myself a little bit more and like, not in a way of like how other people perceive me, but more of, I wanted to really know myself more so then I could connect with more people. Yeah. Um, and that's really what I was able to achieve within that. Like I said, I think the beauty of psychedelics is that, um, there's highs and there's lows. I think for me, I remember, um, the first point where I'd really felt, um, the LSD kicking in was when I was sitting on, um, like this stub of a tree. Um, the sky had turned purple, things started bending and breathing and everything just felt peace and I remember seeing these telephone poles and it was riding up and down and it was mm -hmm. very wavy I remember like I was standing in this field and um my friend had taken a picture of me and I remember it was just kind of like that's what, what my Steve Jobs moment was in a way of, like <laughs> I know I always try to transfer things to business but it's like um that was a way where like I said I felt like I was accessing a, another part of my brain mm -hmm. um that I initially didn't even know existed yeah um and then from that i think what we had talked about earlier today too it's important just to be able to write things down once it's over um and i think regardless of psychedelics when it comes to changing habits and behaviors it's one thing to be aware of it but the second process that's the most important is implementing it um so having this revolutionary experience it's now from what i've learned what can i now do to instill these practices within my life. And I think that's anything. I mean, we talked about quarantine and we talked about just understanding yourself when it comes to diet, when it comes to sleep and productivity. Um, it's just building a habit and then writing down, okay, um, what are the certain things in my day that contribute to these habits, whether that good or bad, being aware of it and now shifting your behavior coming mm -hmm. out of that. What are some of the things that you've been able to implement from your early experimental or just self-reflectory times yeah. and what how have they been implemented and what do you attribute it to your current like success in place yeah. and you can kind of gloss on like what you do and all yeah that and, I, and i love the way you tee that up i think it's one just understanding people and being more of a listener versus a speaker i think you can really learn a lot about someone by just hearing their perspective on things um, and again, I, I think it's just being very self-aware. I think in any aspect, like I work in advertising by trade, um, just being able to predict and anticipate certain things that are going to happen, um, how certain people's emotions would be impacted by certain things. Um, that's a skill, like I said, that you can't read in a book. Like they can't teach you that shit in school. Sure. Um, so for me, it's the self-awareness that's really been able to allow me to elevate. Um, but two, I think it's just, it comes down to just being peaceful and neutral. Again, I, I talked about earlier how, um, for my emotions, I'm very in control of it. Cause I am a firm believer if you put out like that you're startled or you're nervous, like that tends to wear off on the people that are really close to you. So for me, it's really just having a good job of being able to level set on my emotions. Not to say like I'm hiding or pulling something away. It's more of just when I go to work, I make sure that I am taken care of and my mind is taken care of because I know that that's directly going to impact my team. Um, and that's going to impact the people that are really close to me. And even when it comes to relationships or family and it's like, um, I love to be able to spend my mornings like working out, um, 
taking time to meditate, taking time to just collect my thoughts. Um, so I'm not scrambling into the day of like checking emails or like catching up on things and being behind, like just being able to have that two to three hours to start. It really sets myself a long way. So um, just understanding yourself. I mean, um, like I said, it's not an overnight exercise. But yeah. I guess you kind of have to go through, like, these processes of self-discovery with, without even, like, knowing, like, no expectation of a change. It's just changing the habits. Like, I realize, like, how important, like, the mornings are for me as well. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I do it every single time. Yeah. Like, I fuck up, like, all the time. Oh, like, no one's I know, perfect. Like, I know, like... Like when I do a nightly routine starting at 8 p.m. or starting at 7, if I can start earlier, like 7 p.m., get on the ground, mm-hmm. stretch it out. Mm-hmm. Then I'll do like my 8 o'clock meditations and then like listening to, to audiobooks uh, like Krishnamurti or mm-hmm. like like Chogam Trumpa or mm-hmm. Deepak Chopra, whoever. Oh, that's a pretty dog. Um, this is real <laughs> we're, time. We're, we're, at in a, the wild. Yeah, we're at a park. We're, at we're a in park. the wild right now. But, uh, but like I'll do all that stuff. And then I'll end up fucking on YouTube fucking for th- three hours. Like, mm-hmm. when I completely, like, prep myself for this beautiful, like, evening with my mm-hmm. turmeric tea, meditation, stress relief ball, self-massage, CBD, mm-hmm. relaxing podcast. And then it's like, I'm on fucking <laughs> YouTube from 9 p.m. till 11:30 p.m. and I just completely zapped like my mm-hmm. energy and like having all this blue light cast mm-hmm. in my eye and mm-hmm. I I just sabotage my sleep. Mm-hmm. But it's like understanding like the long term mm-hmm. goal. It's like I know what the what the uh, the elements are for success. Mm-hmm. And it's like as long as I keep referring back to them and yeah. keeping them in the circle. Like yeah. once you discover them, there's no like stress to implement perfectly every single time but yeah but realizing and having the grace to 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 know that it's a journey into like things will implement in their time like yeah like meditation just didn't come about just because it was yeah like i i contemplated it and i experimented it with mm. with it for a while and then there's a point where it just completely like locks in for us and then we can we can move forward mm-hmm. and and yeah. Yeah, it, and, and you hit on all the points. I think it's a marathon at the end of the day. And I think you have to realize that, like I said, every day is not going to be perfect. There's going to be days where you want to go on that YouTube spiral, and that's okay. I think it's more of, like, you knowing what you need to do and making sure that those are the things that are taking priority for majority mm-hmm. of your day and majority of your week. Because, um, again, like, for me, I know if I stay up late, then and I eat unhealthy, then it's going to continue to spiral. Like, I'm going to sleep in. I'm going to be stressed. Um, because I didn't get sleep, I'm going to need coffee. So now I'm a little bit anxious. Mm. And I'm going to skip lunch. And then because I skipped lunch, I'm going to order food. And it's like this whole spiral. Like, people think, like, when I explain it, they're like, you're crazy. Why would you think? But it's like, no, because I've gone through that exercise so many times where um, if I get five hours of sleep versus eight, Mm-hmm. how my day is impacted and not to say like I think you still have control of those moments within your day it's just more of you need to know what's best for you and your yeah. body because like I said what makes me successful and productive is different from you and what's different from the next person mm-hmm. um, and just like I said having empathy with yourself um, but at the same time challenging yourself to really tap into um, uncomfortable places um, within your mind within your body yeah yeah, I've, I've learned how to deal with, like, discomfort and just, like, 
it really just requires just like a shutting off mm-hmm. of the system. It's yeah. like a lot of us are flight or flight, like like nervous system or whatever. Is like as soon as like something distressful happens, like we think that like turning up the heat mm-hmm. is the thing that's gonna like push it away. But it's really just like kill switch. Like how can we just yank out all the wires to just mm. zonk out and just like let go of everything? And that's what I've learned to to use as as like a tool in certain times of like distress or, or anxiety or anything like that mm-hmm. what is to this point in your life what do you feel like your purpose is that's a great question and honestly i think it's a moving target um i'm taking a second just to think about this um because it's a very important question but sorry to just spring it on you no no it's <laughs> i mean it's it's good it's, it's a self-reflective question um being able to build people around me um and i'll explain that in a few ways i think one again like i've been very fortunate in my upbringing and um my experiences just to be able to be at the position i am um and i think for me i want to be able to build the people around me to become the best versions of themselves um again it's like i'm very valuable in my tribe Um, and there's one thing of like, I don't want my success to be limited to me. Um, I'll know I made it when all my friends made it and their friends made it and my family's made it. And, and that's the thing too. It's just like being able to write, like help rise everyone up. Um, I don't know if that's a good way to say it, but like help bring everyone up together. Um, and even just to show the next generation possible, I think, like, as a black man, too, that's doing this whole corporate thing, um, just to be able to show, like, it's possible. Um, if I can do it, go through it, go through the bullshit, open a few doors for people down the road, like, those doors will then open more doors where I look back in 50 years and this industry is majority black. Look at that. Like, showing, like, people that look like us that there is a way to do it. And I think mm-hmm. what we talked about, again, is, like, there's a way to do it differently. Um, there's not a one size fits all. Um, mm. when I came into this industry and like at 21, 22, like I knew that my path was different. You really do have to carve your own path. If you want to be successful in anything you, um, you go about in this world because the person that did it before you, there's things that you can learn from them. And I think we talked about that with family too. It's like when it comes to the conditioning, um, being able to learn from the people that did it before you, what they did right, what they did wrong and be able to take those things and push it forward. And then for me, again, opening those doors for people to say like, this is what you did right, this is what you did wrong. Um, I'm not gonna go and challenge it and make it better. And I think that's really how we make strides in this world mm-hmm. um, by continuing to push the needle. Um, so I think that in my way, it's building people around me and pushing the needle forward for yeah the next generation. Yeah, I definitely resonate with that and feel like, if not verbatim, like mm-hmm. the same and, and it took me a while to get to, yeah, but we under, got there. Yeah, yeah. understanding, no, beautifully said, but like Thank understanding you. like what's required of you mm-hmm. and that it it is usually like the toughest route. But like once we identify like, oh, it requires you to like fully like believe in yourself and, and show people the way. Because like I've always like to this, to most of my life just feeling like I had to follow like this model. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not the person to follow any model that was set before me because I don't know who who built that model and why are like all these people like beholden to this one way of doing something and it like when I discovered that like I have to 
trust myself and mm-hmm. above everything is trust my intuition even if like the people like around me or whoever like doesn't really know exactly what I'm doing or how I'm doing it like having mm-hmm. developing myself to a point to to break through and then inspire other people to say like oh look like mm-hmm. here's exactly how I did it and mm-hmm. and to this point it's like oh just go out be open giving them like, the playbook yeah show yeah. yeah show like show up as yourself 100% mm-hmm. yourself don't compromise anything yeah it's key do exactly what you want how you want to do it over and over and over again and there's a point where like the door will break open and it's just like oh okay like let's usher as many people through this door as possible yeah which that is just still one way like mm-hmm. you could still go another path and do it your own way but mm-hmm. if anybody's because interested yeah <laughs> if, anybody, if anybody else as yeah. i'm staring up at the sun oh peeking through as yeah. the clouds come I feel in, like every time we have one it, of those I was like, moments, message, <laughs> yeah. <literally. laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's it, like everybody has to find their own way, and it's people like us and a lot of the people that have been on the on the podcast. We're all engaged uh, in this position and kind of thrust ourselves in this leadership role. Like at least I feel like I've I've. I'm becoming a leader and and that's something that I was running away from for the longest time. I was like, I was Mm. too, too easily. I would be like, no, you know, the answer, like, Mm. let's follow you. And then once that, whenever like that, um, authority was handed over, I would just see like this person just didn't Mm. have it to guide Mm -hmm. people or us or whomever into a place of alignment or just best case scenario for everybody and mm-hmm. just knowing that your intentions are to lift every everyone up around you yeah. people know that you don't have to fucking like yeah. sell people on it like if it's real it's real if it's yeah. not it's not and i think a, a lot of people fall victim to false prophets that that are like selling this dream or or like you yeah. want five lamborghinis well follow sign up for my yeah, plan and it's just like yeah. i'm like oh like this is like this game and, yeah. and and it's there's all these tools in which that we not we but like that people are being hypnotized into this thing mm-hmm. but like once you really engage with the with the materials for building community building mm-hmm. abundance and building coherence for a community then you can trust it. It's mm-hmm. just like, all right. And realizing it is the process. And it has it to happen the organically too. I mean, that's the thing I commend you on is the meditation that you're doing on Instagram. It's because you're not shoving it down people's throats. It's, this is what I'm doing. I'm inviting you to be a part of it. Um, and that way it just allows people to come and partake in it with any pressure. I think if, if you go back to that whole, like, I have a hot ass wife and I have this nice ass car and like, but I also don't have to work. I can work two hours a week and make a million dollars. And it's like, I see hundreds of those YouTube mm-hmm. ads. Um, but again, I think it, it's speaking to a certain person that they have this false view of success. Um, and again, like I'm not to knock the people that did it, um, but it's more of their success is different from yours. Same with your journey is different from theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like I think, and we kind of both said it is that I just want to be able to show people how I did it mm-hmm. and be able to adapt to then how it would work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, everyone comes from different walks of life. So there's things I don't know. There's things that I do know, but at the end of the day, it's more of 
based on my experiences in foundation, this is how I got from point A to B. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, it, just being able to invite people a part of that journey very organically um, mm-hmm. is something that I respect. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you excited about moving to New York? Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> it's it's wild. Um, like I said, I, I'm very fortunate. I'm at this job right now where um, I was able to switch virtually to New York. And I think that's, again, a very um, cool thing just about the world that we're in right now is that I'm able to start building a community in New York without actually being there. Um, I think a lot of times when it comes to moves, um, people are a little bit hesitant just because of oh, I had this great thing going here. I don't want to leave. And again, it, like, it was kind of scary when the job popped up because I was like, I have this good thing going in Portland. Like My photography's taking off. Like I'm in this good place. Um, but it's been really nice because now having this end goal of when I'm eventually going to leave, um, it kind of puts a little bit more pressure of like, I'm going to reach out to Aaron and connect with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go do this thing. Even I'm going to check out this restaurant. Um, and then of course, like switching over to New York. I'm really excited. Just again, like a new journey, a new experience. Portland's been really cool. And I feel like it's been able to give me a sense of confidence that no matter where I go, I'm able to build a sense of community mm-hmm. and make it. Um, New York is a completely different beast, um, but it'll be a test of like, can I do the same shit that I was doing in Portland there? Um, and confidently I can say I'm ready for it. I don't think it's going to happen overnight again, years, two years, who knows, but I'm ready for something new. Um, so yeah, I mean, you guys have apartment recos and not anything like sending my way, whatever, (laughs) but no, so I'm excited at the end of the day. Hell yeah. No, New York's always been like a place like, like before I moved to Portland, like I had like a savings account that Mm. said NYC savings. Like I was all about it, but yeah. I'm super grateful that I moved to Portland because yeah. like New York would have eaten me alive. Yeah. Like I, I went there for the first time uh, in 2018, I believe. But that energy is something palpable. Yeah, you can't get it anywhere, and you can't create it anywhere else. I mean, if you look at the history of New York, I mean, so much shit within culture was started there, and there's so much going on. And I think that what like not to knock Portland. Um, we get a small snippet of it, but at the same time, like, that's where shit's moving at a, such a fast pace and, like, shit's creative and just the life and the energy there is. Um, I know it's contagious, and, like, we touched on it, too. Like, I'm I'm very... Um, the energy that's around me is very contagious for me, so I know just being in that environment is going to push me in so many different ways. Um, so I'm excited for that too. And like I said, music, culture, food, mm-hmm. um, New York's doing it right. Um, you touched on an important point too. I think when it comes to like financially preparing for yourself, I think that's what I'm looking forward to is this transition. And I'm going back to Chicago to my roots, living at home for a few months before I make that move. And kind of what Aaron and I talked about earlier, it's like, it'll be a nice reset before I go and take on something bigger mm-hmm. um, versus coming from Portland and New York and just diving into it. Like I can continue to mentally prepare myself for what's to come and financially prepare myself um, and even just make sure that I'm taking care of my relationships back home with family. I think being in the West Coast, um, again, it's been great to build a community out here, but at the same time, I had to leave the community that I already had in Chicago. So just being able to pick those relationships back up um, before I make this move. That's what I'm really looking forward to mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, it's it's a great thing to, like, like kind of just cultivate your own space mm-hmm. before you take that move. Like, finding yourself, like, anybody thinking about moving to New York, find yourself before yeah. you go there. Like, th- think about trying yeah. to do this, like, journey of self-realization. Like, 
in a new city, especially a city like that, New York. where there's like still like ends that you have to tie, mm-hmm. and like you're not emotionally like stable, or at least mm-hmm. have like some some level of just like self internal just self assurance and yeah. your own identity, like trying to trying to like process trauma and all that kind of stuff, which is an ongoing, never ending process. But yeah. like to to prepare yourself for for like a shift or any shift is yeah. super super important because there's a yeah. lot. There's a lot we can do before the actual thing happens, and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to come on to us as a surprise mm-hmm. every single time, even yeah. though we don't know how exactly the work is going to show up for us, like in the in the moment. Like yeah. I think a lot of the times my meditations will surprise me, like the the time that you invest in your self inquiry or health or, or mm. healing. Like it shows up for you in the most like like random ways where like something that used to be a trigger, like you can meet with perspective mm-hmm. and it shows up and you're like, oh wait, I would have acted in a completely different way mm-hmm. if had I not been putting in this work. And it's mm-hmm. it's nice to to hear you talk about like preparing yourself yeah. before it rather than like yeah. the other way, like oh I'm gonna meet New York where it's at. Mm-hmm. It's like no, meet yourself first. That's cute. and then and then get there and yeah. then get there. Show up as yourself. Mm-hmm. So then you know where home base is mm-hmm. when all the craziness comes in because it's it's mm-hmm. a intoxicating place that grabs a hold of you and does not let go <laughs> yeah and, and i think another thing too if you can is just spend time by yourself to really understand what you like because i think what's different from a city like new york versus a portland is that there's always things happening where you can't necessarily get time to really understand yourself and internalize a lot of things i think that's what's beautiful about portland is that um since it is a little bit smaller of a city you can get time to really tap into who aaron is who emory is um and again, like I said, I think you have to balance it because there'll never be a right time to move. There has to be a level of discomfort as well. Um, not to say like, I'm ready to get to New York, I'm excited, but at the same time, like there is a level of discomfort because I don't know what's gonna happen, but that's what that's okay. I yeah. think that's what, like coming from Chicago to Portland, I didn't let fear get in the way. I was excited, I mean, legit, I moved my shit in two weeks. Like I sold a lot of it, sent a lot of stuff home, and then just got a suitcase, ran on adrenaline and got there. Um, and just know that's okay, like I said. Um, understand yourself, know that the next thing, you're not gonna know exactly what it's gonna offer, mm-hmm. but just be ready to take it on. Yeah, yeah, that's stepping into the unknown. The willingness, like like yeah. like reapproaching like with that same willingness over and over mm-hmm. again, and like realizing like those are like the the conditions in which that guide you to like that new experience, like mm-hmm. that like both of our willingness to just link up. Like I've walked this path before, like as far as just meeting people new. Like that's been like my mo for the last two years. Is mm-hmm. like meet as many people as possible. Yeah. Like just show up as yourself. Don't compromise anything. Don't try to conform and be like, oh, what can I get out of this? Mm-hmm. Emery, like mm-hmm. you're a fucking top dog at this nah. agency. Like give me in for an interview and all that kind of <laughs> shit. Like, like that's what I used to Gas be. I up. used yeah. I used to be like like oh my gosh, how am I gonna impress yeah. this person who's a creative director or fucking mm-hmm. like they work with with Jordan Brand and mm-hmm. da 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 da. Once I stopped doing that mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm gonna just show up as myself. Get to I'm gonna get to know. Yeah, person. I'm gonna get to know who these people are as people. Mm-hmm. And and then when I talk about reinvesting in our relationships, now it's like 
I could I could use this podcast and and allow them to tell their story mm-hmm. to their audience to to my audience, which becomes their audience, mm-hmm. and then deepen our connection, and then things naturally blossom from that genuine connection that we yeah. have, not as a person operating out of lack, which was me before. It was like, oh, what, what can, can I offer get? Me? Yeah, what, what can, can I get? You, it's yeah. like I already I I know what I can offer you. It's uh, starting your meditation practice whenever yeah. you decide whenever you decide to engage with it. I'll always be here, but mm-hmm. in the meantime, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're starting a clothing line? Oh, sweet. Like, I love this. Let mm-hmm. me buy some of your things yeah. or let me model them or yeah. let me shoot them and, and offer my perspective. And, and that's kind of how uh, we invite this new reality that we that is existing mm-hmm. on our in our sphere of possibilities that, that that's how we walk into it is with, like, that general, like, openness. Yeah, and it's just being authentic and genuine, too, which you touched on. It's... Again, with, like, people, (laughs) some gems, yeah, be ready. Um, But, no, it's, like, just be authentic and genuine. And, like, not to say, like, I think a lot of times when you do these things, like, it could be self-serving of, like, what am I getting out of it? It's a little bit of cloud. Is it his connections? Whatever. But it's, like, no, like, he's a dope person. I want to learn more about him. And you just understand, like, what are the things that we like? Because I think a lot of times with relationships, I've seen this, again, like, a lot in the past few years is that, it's a foundation for something in the future. And you don't know what that's going to be. I think for me, it's like, I didn't come into this being like, we're going to be buddy buddies and we're going to do everything <laughs> together and we're going to do this and that. But it's more like, okay, like now I know Aaron on a deeper level. I can see inside his mind. I can understand him. Um, we'll now stay in contact um, and be able to like share things and connect. And now again, who knows when our paths will cross again. I know they will. Yeah. Um, we already have a foundation created. And then that's how a lot of times of how I've utilized relationships. Um, it's a lot of times for what I don't know is that's going to come, but now I have someone I can tap into. Mm-hmm. What are three pet peeves from Ooh. the city of Portland? Um, it's dirty as hell. I mean, <laughs> oh, well, New York's a, not going to be any true. better. <laughs> I mean, okay, like, so I live in Chinatown. That's the context. Um, Maybe I can turn this like to a call to action for the city, but there's a lot of people struggling out there. I think as a city, Portland needs to do a better job of taking care of people on the streets mm. rather than like shepherding them in this one area yeah. and acting yeah. like, like we're in Pearl right now where everything's peachy and green and whatever, but it's like if you go five minutes literally down the street, you realize that it's not so good there. Mm. Um so I think that's number one. I think two, I don't know if I'd call this a pet peeve, but more of what I'd want to see more out of Cor- Portland is just culture. I mean, um, I mean, culture obviously is a very vague term, but more of a way of like, I feel like you definitely have to keep your ears to the streets to find people and find community. Like we were posting up at Deadstock earlier. It's like you have that connection there, but it's like we wouldn't get that same connection if we were to go five minutes away to 23rd Mm -hmm. um and i think what like i said what's cool about city like new york is that there's so many different boroughs and neighborhoods where you get culture no matter what you're into um i just feel like i wish there was more of that here and then the third thing the pace honestly like i came into portland knowing what i was getting into again like i was 23 i was coming out of chicago like crazy nightlife partying working a lot and like i feel like i just needed a break to really like do all a lot of these things that we talked on the podcast of like tapping into myself understanding like what i like taking care of my mental and physical health um but again i'm only 25 now i want to be able to get to something faster so just a faster pace and there's more things to do 
Not to say I would, I want Portland to change that, but again, I think that was something that I always wanted more out of Portland. Mm -hmm. Where do you see yourself in like 20 years or like, Mm. like that like that vision that ultimate Ooh. vision for yourself like Ooh, 45 in, years old yeah 45 um, 50 60 but yeah. like what is like the legacy yeah no that's real i mean i i truthfully like to think of my vision in five year gaps um mm -hmm. because again like i told myself when i was 21 22 i was like by 27 i'm gonna be in new york doing this advertising thing etc um i didn't see myself moving to Portland or that being a chapter but I'm so fortunate for that because again like I'm still getting to New York around 26 27 um there is just another piece um of that journey which I didn't anticipate but I think when it comes to 20 25 years of like become a CMO but at the same time just knowing that there aren't too many black CMOs out there um I want to be able to like have that legacy um and really be able to define a voice for a brand um at the same time i love photography i would love to continue with it and like have that be something that i'm doing in parallel not to say like i'm sacrificing one or the other mm -hmm. um, just be able to balance like my work shit but at the same time my creative shit outside and like ideally bridge the two together in a yeah. way um when it comes to legacy i think it's more of again like opening those doors for people like really getting really involved in mentorship and like having a group of young black and um black men and women that i'm able to just grow and shape into like this next generation of badass professionals mm -hmm. and, um that's what i really want but at the same time like challenging people to really be able to still tap into things that they want to do like photography like i think um what i love about my job and what i love about what i do is that I can bridge the two worlds. I feel like I never have to hide who I am. Yeah. So just being able to show people that there's not a one size fits all. Like if you're a dancer on the side or you're like you're really into um, art, music, photography, um, singing, dancing, like continue those passions. Cause honestly at the end of the day, that's what makes you more interesting and unique. Um, but a lot of times that can fuel what you do and work and give you yeah. a new perspective. So just continuing to show people that it's important to do both. Dope. <sighs> this is dope, man. Yeah, this is super yeah. cool. Is there yeah. anything else you want to leave with our beautiful listeners? Um, honestly, like I said, I think we, we covered a lot of topics. It's just um, take time to just be aware of your surroundings, aware of yourself. Invest in yourself at the end of the day. I, I think that's really important. Protect your energy. Um, that's the only thing that like I said, keeps you alive and sane at the end of the day and just being able to put out good energy in the world and share that with people. I think that's key. Um, get out your comfort zone. Um, again, another gem just because I think a lot of people when it comes to putting out their work or doing things and taking risk, um, there's a sense of fear that overwhelms them. Ooh. Throw that shit out the door and just do something brave. Um, mm -hmm. Again, back to that metaphor of just dancing and not worrying about what other people think. Like, that's key in a lot of ways. Um, if it's what makes you happy, do it. Because um, at the end of the day, life isn't guaranteed, um, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Who knows where we'll be in the next six months, year. Um, just be able to take those risks um, and don't look back. Um, and honestly, just be positive. I mean, we're in a very crazy time right now. Just make sure to check on check up on your loved ones, check up on yourself. Um, 
make these relationships, build these connections with people, because um, something beautiful can really come out of it. So with that said, that is everything that I've said, that I need to say. Message. Where Message. can people find you on the interwebs? So IG is Emery Barnes, E-M-E-B-A-R-N-E-S. LinkedIn, if you want. Emery Barnes, that's E-M-E-R-Y-B-A-R-N-E-S. Website, Emery, E-M-E-R-Y-B-A-R-N-E-S.com. Um, yeah, pretty much, I mean, if you like this, if you're rocking with what I had to say, shoot me a DM, throw me a follow, I'll follow back. Um, but honestly, like I said, I, I love connecting with people and I love just seeing what people are up to. So um, tap into the journey. I know I got some shit coming. So Dope. it's worth it. Thank you, Emery. Of and thank thanks you. for having me, dude. Seriously, this, this was fun. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing, too. Like, I will. I promise I will. This no, this shit's, this shit's good, man. So. But yeah. Well, thank you, Emery. And thank you all for listening to Opening Presents. Mm-hmm.